Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. AM The Zone. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From Cloudy skies on the way, but as far as temperatures are concerned, it'll be a good day to be outside. How are you, everybody? Farm Director Pam Yankee, glad to join you on a Wednesday. Today, we'll see morning clouds and sunshine by this afternoon, 65 our expected high. A little warmer tomorrow at 72, but a good 50% chance of rain late in the day on Thursday. Friday, sudden turnaround, 37 our expected high. Saturday, 35, and Sunday, 34 degrees. Holiday season is upon us, and what better way to show off your creativity than taking those boring round rolls and creating fun, innovative shapes. Rhodes Bake and Serve invites you to participate in their Show Me Your Shape Roll Contest. To enter, submit a photo of a new shape for your dinner rolls, and you could take home a prize pack from Rhodes, including tickets to see Reba McIntyre. Entry deadline is November 18th. Full contest details can be found at MidwestFarmReport.com. Avian influenza, bird flu, you hear that and you start to just quiver because it's almost like uh, you're helpless. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and we always focus in on chickens and turkeys, but bam, there are uh, other birds around Wisconsin that are are very important, at least as a niche market. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I thought the same way. Avian influenza most recently popping up in uh, Marathon County and Waukesha County in backyard flocks. This is awfully late in the year for our poultry and bird owners to be worrying about that. Now, imagine if you've got a couple thousand high-value pheasants, all of them outdoors. That's the situation being faced by Bill McFarlane. He is uh, the owner and operator of McFarlane Pheasants just outside of Janesville. It is the largest pheasant operation in all of North America. And like I said, all the birds are outdoors. So <laughs> I talked with Bill and he said, yeah, when you've got high path avian influenza in the vicinity, it keeps you awake nights if you're him. <laughs> I've been more than engaged. Yes, that's a nice way of putting it. Mm -hmm. It's on your mind morning, noon, and night because we have such little control over it. You know, those things in your life that you just can't really affect. Because our birds are outside. You know, there are shower-in, shower-out facilities, Pam, in Minnesota that broke with AI. Shower-in, shower-out. We're right out there in the open. And it's like we, we have biosecurity plans and we meet with our employees and talking about not tracking things in. But even with all that, there's been several pheasant farms that have broken in the last month in the United States. One of them, 160,000 birds were depopulated there at that pheasant farm. So yeah, I'm involved in, in, in what we're gonna do about HPAI. Now, that being said though, what are you willing to try, Bill? I mean, you can't all of a sudden put these birds indoors. That's just not, just not gonna happen. So tell people a little bit, aside from biosecurity, what other things have you been doing? You've actually had a lot of conversations with uh, regulatory agencies right. to try to uh, get ideas. 
So the biggest thing we did is we actually are putting some birds indoors. We found three small 40-acre farms in southwest Missouri that had foreclosed-on chicken farms, mm. and we bought these three farms, and we are now breeding virtually all of our pheasants, not all, but virtually all of our pheasants are being bred inside buildings in southwest Missouri because it's separate, it's warmer, we don't have to have the breeders outside, they can be inside, and we've been doing real well doing that. Um, other things we're doing is we have a uh, biosecurity plan through the N NPIP and the National Poultry Improvement Plan, and it's an audited biosecurity plan. The state of DATCAP has come in and they make sure that you're doing what you say you're gonna do, um, and that helps in shipping the birds if you have a biosecurity plan. Um, education of employees is really important about how uh, they could be the vector to bring the, the AI if they go down and have a picnic along Rock River and there's Canadian geese out there and they step in the, the poop and come to work the next day without changing their shoes. It can happen real easily. So another thing we're doing is education. Uh, we've also been working with we being the game bird producers, which there's about 600 members of the North American Game Bird Association. We have been, the NAGA has been working with state regulatory agencies to try to get it formalized, our ability to ship birds into their state. So if there's an outbreak in one, spot. in one spot in Wisconsin that they don't embargo the whole state. And we have what's called a secure upland supply plan for game birds um, that's been written, at, paid for by the USDA and some grants that actually directs state veterinarians what they should do if there's an outbreak in another state and how they should handle it. And that's helped a lot the movement of birds because back five, six years ago when we had the big outbreak, mm -hmm. the issue, we didn't have it, but we couldn't move our birds. Mm -hmm. And that's almost worse mm -hmm. um, because you still have to feed and, mm -hmm. and right. So we're, we've done a lot as a farm and as an industry to try to develop the ability to move birds. Let's talk about that because last time Ron in 2015, like you said, all of a sudden the entire industry was shocked at lack of movement, couldn't get them out of the United States. And you do move a lot of birds out of the United States. How has that been impacted this time around, Bill? Well, 20% uh, of our live production goes to Canada. And the concern obviously would be if Canada put an embargo on U.S. produced poultry, which they have. Mm -hmm. And Canada initially, back years ago, when this was kind of a new subject, put, put these statewide bans on, which means if even a farm 250 miles from here in Wisconsin, I mean, we're right, like, we're 10 miles from the Illinois border. We're about as far south as you can go. Even if there was an outbreak 250 miles, it was Wisconsin. Canada was like, nope. They have now made it county county based so it's based on there'd have to be somebody break in rock county for us besides us to keep us from being able to ship so that's been a really makes us feel a lot better not totally better because right. with 20 percent going to canada they're going to be more restrictive than other states uh, the other side of the coin is shipping pheasants both eggs and chicks to Europe, mm -hmm. and that was something that we were really starting to, that industry, to give you an idea of the, the scope of the industry, if you combine all the commercial pheasant farms in the United States and see how many pheasants they hatched in a year, my estimate would be six or seven million pheasants hatched in, in 
captivity in the United States. The England alone, not counting Scotland or Ireland, released 40 million pheasants last year. So we're, uh, our industry is very small compared to over in Europe. And so we were starting to get geared up to ship eggs to Europe. And that all came, that all is gonna make a bad pun there. We got yolk on our face or something. It was a, we, it was a bad deal. So we've been real hesitant of making any big moves into selling eggs into Europe because we, it could be shut down so easily. On the other side, there are those two partridges that I mentioned that we raise here, Hungarian partridges and red leg partridges, are not commonly bred by anyone in the States, and we're not wanting to raise enough to really want to breed them ourselves. So we buy those eggs from France and have for 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. We got our first shipment this year um, of 10,000 eggs and never got another shipment because, because they had AI in France. Mm -hmm. And the United States appropriately, by the way, said we can't bring in any more eggs. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, our international trade has been affected both directions. And while that is going on, you're still being impacted by domestic changes right here. And I'm not talking about moving eggs or anything like that. Tell people a little bit about your feed trends this year. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, we bought 6,000 tons of complete pheasant feed in other words, we buy it pelleted, we don't make it ourselves, uh, last year. And the price of the feed this year is about $100 a ton more than it was two years ago. So you do the math, 6,000 tons times 100, that's $600,000. So for a similar number of birds that we're raising this year to what we raised two years ago, we're spending $600,000 more on feed. Again, the only control we have is to employ a good prognosticator, which we, we do, and he tells us not when to sell corn like he tells most farmers, but when to buy. And we've protected ourselves by, by hedging our, yeah. our usage, not speculating, but just hedging. Um, but there's really little I can do about that. We, we really don't want to try to cheapen up the feed formula right. because we're selling quality birds, uh, quality birds that are well feathered. It's, most poultry is you know for meat. Ours is a long tail and shiny oh. feathers and healthy, and you can't really cut, well, you can cut corners, but it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So have we been impacted by feed? Yes. The thing that for our farm is all the other game farms are impacted too. So it's, it's not just, right. we haven't been singled out. And broadening it so even more, it's all farming. All, all right. livestock producers have been, the price of feed is dramatically higher. Well, and everybody, again, as far as agriculture, anywhere, employees. You've got a wonderful core staff, but you lay awake nights wondering what's next. I'm trying to decide which is the biggest, you know, what's the biggest thing we have to worry about. And it's hard to rank them <laughs> because yeah. in the employee thing, uh -huh. um, we're paying significantly more money than we were paying even just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's not enough to keep some employees. And you know, I have an employee here that I believe he has three children. Um, he's been here several years, and we were paying him well, but he got an offer, and I, I can't blame him. I, I, in fact, I understand, and he gave us ample notice, and is leaving on good terms. But how are we going to compete? The only way we're going to compete is pay even more ourselves. But right. doesn't it sort of seem like we're all chasing a limited pool of people, and we're just going to keep more and more and more? There's just not enough people. So, so what are we doing? Uh, trying to be as innovative as we can, going to um, 
promoting our farm on Facebook. We added a careers page on our web page oh, there you go. on pheasant.com. We have a careers page. And just keep trying. It, it's been difficult, though. Bill McFarland, owner and operator of McFarland's Pheasants, just outside of Janesville, the largest pheasant producer in all of North America, still on the lookout and monitoring for highly pathogenic avian influenza. On the marketing side of things, Bill did expand their offerings to include pet food. This year, he projects that pet food sales of their pheasant product will involve about $143,000 of additional monies. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Are you lonely? Tired of looking for the one? The one with industry-leading stock and root strength? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. AgriGold has the perfect seed for your soil and the service that's perfect for your operation. Plan for next season with our extensive portfolio of unique hybrids and find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Do you have farm equipment to sell? Steffes Group is conducting a Janesville area farm equipment auction. This is an open multi-consigner event. If you have farm equipment you would like to consign to this huge event, Go to steffesgroup.com right now for more details. Consign your equipment early for maximum exposure. Don't miss out on your chance to be a part of this huge Janesville area farm equipment auction. Consign today. That's steffesgroup.com. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time you can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all-in-the-family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, today looks like it's going to be a keeper as far as uh, the opportunity to get things done outside, but we do have changing conditions on the horizon. Time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. Uh, it was nice weather yesterday pretty much to allow people to have the opportunity to get out and vote, but uh, I'm a little concerned at what starts happening, what, by the end of the day today almost. Well, yeah, there's some rain out there. In fact, uh, even this morning, some scattered showers off from the north. I see Mosinee had six hundredths of an inch. Head to Pierce County in the northwest, 68 hundredths of an inch of rain in the last 24 hours. The radar indicating those showers, oh, about the Twin Cities, 
uh, spreading into western, central, and northeast Wisconsin up into the UP of Michigan. Some moderate rains over in the UP of Michigan, well, moderate, more than a couple of tenths of an inch, that's about it. But there is precipitation off in northern Wisconsin. There's a small chance that, uh, oh, as we look toward Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam, there might be a little sprinkle yet for a time this morning in the next several hours. Otherwise, I don't expect more than that today. The good news is more sunshine builds in. We have a very fine-sounding day in store. Low pressure has moved on into the Dakotas, a cool front extending northeast from around southeast South Dakota up into Minnesota, leaning over toward far northwest Wisconsin. That's why that rain spreads from Minnesota into northern Wisconsin. That front will pull a bit further east. That low is going to strengthen. And in fact, I expect the center of the low itself may head toward northern Wisconsin. Now, that could mean some heavier rains from northeast Iowa into southwest Wisconsin. Well, I'd include Platteville, Mauston, uh, right up to Mosinee, that area, including uh, La Crosse, as an area that may see a, a little heavier rain and a chance of a severe thunderstorm. Not too serious at this time of the year, I'd expect but that chance could exist right in that area. Otherwise, that front will pull east and through the state. The rainfall gets heavier Wednesday night into Thursday, and those temperatures cool off, like you've said, Pam. And I expect daytime highs in the 30s for Friday and into the weekend, but we dry it out then as well. I'll have forecast details right after this. Whether it's the sound of the carnival or the taste of the cotton candy or your first blue ribbon, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to offer cash prizes for your fair stories. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there is no limit, so tell us all of your stories. To enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Well, insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, lay it on me. What do we have to prepare for today and tomorrow? Well, there could be that sprinkle this morning in our Compure Financial Ag weather forecast. Does include that small chance. Otherwise, skies will become mostly sunny. Oh, say partly sunny at La Crosse. Not a bad day. A lot of mid and upper 60s with winds out of the south at 5 to 15. Overnight, partly cloudy, falling just back to the upper 50s or around 60. South winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. There may be a little rain chance toward La Crosse quite late tonight or early morning hours of Thursday. During the day Thursday, mostly cloudy, breezy. Showers and possible thunderstorms develop late morning at Boston, midday at Madison, and then early afternoon further east. Temps in the lower 70s. But falling at La Crosse, that cool front starts moving through. So getting cooler in the west, staying mild in the east. South winds 10 to 20, gusting to 35. Rain around for Thursday night by Friday, partly sunny, 38. With the west winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. I'd say Mauston and La Crosse, Pam, could see up to a quarter or half inch of rain. The rest of us a couple of tenths of an inch. And maybe a couple of stray snowflakes Thursday night, early Friday morning. And that should be about the end. Yeah, because the temperatures are going to smack us in the face by the time we get toward the weekend, huh? 
Yeah, Friday when you get outside and realize that, huh, it's only 38 degrees and breezy. It's going to feel really chilly. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow and get more details then, okay? All right. See you then. All right. Sounds good. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with the weather details. So, again, if you're uh, trying to be proactive, maybe thinking about getting the holiday decorations up and out, even if you're not going to plug them in or turn them on, well, today might be your day as far as temperatures and uh, dry weather is concerned. Our Ag Weather forecast this morning brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle, and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the dairy farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. The busy harvest season creates tremendous stress for farmers, workers, and families. This is John Shutsky, Farm Safety Specialist with the University of Wisconsin at Madison. 
Because of the heavy dependence on changing conditions, farming is recognized as one of the most stressful occupations in America. It's also one of the most dangerous. During the harvest rush, take time for yourself. You'll be better prepared to handle the crunch time stress if you fuel your body. Eat breakfast and strive for balance when you take those important breaks for lunch and dinner. While it's easy to feel rushed, get plenty of quality sleep. Take time for your family and your friends because one of the best ways to deal with the stress of farming is to talk openly with those who are closest to you. It's also smart to take a little bit of time every week, like on a Sunday afternoon, to think about and plan your week ahead. Write down the critical tasks and goals that you have and plan for the upcoming weather, family activities, and taking care of yourself. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you lonely? Tired of looking for the one? The one with industry-leading stock and root strength? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. Agrigold has the perfect seed for your soil and the service that's perfect for your operation. Plan for next season with our extensive portfolio of unique hybrids and find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Wisconsin basketball begin their campaign celebrating 125 seasons. Wow. That's crazy to say. Uh, Greg Gard is paying tribute to some of the legends throughout the 125 seasons this year. Last night, a little tip of the hat to UW's all-time winningest coach, Bo Ryan, as he rocked the red blazer with the vintage like 90s looking tie. How else are you going to do it? <laughs> you had to do it. And Rowdy, Gardo's missing two things, you said, in honoring Bo Ryan. What was that? Well, one, it was the snarl. <laughs> and two, it was the hair. <laughs> the snarl, the most iconic thing in college basketball. When Bo Ryan, if you were a ref, would you just crap yourself when you saw that? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I want to be on the other side. I mean, the guy, the guy was the embodiment of a badger. Like, you look at his face. That's what I imagine a pissed-off badger looks like in his hole. Probably. He, he kind of looked like the combination of, have you ever seen Fox and the Hound? Of course. The badger in that, the cartoon badger, combined with, like, the Grinch, the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, he is. Many say Jim Carrey got his inspiration from looking at Bo Ryan on the sidelines. <laughs> and, those, and see, now, that was a little bit before memes really took off. Yes. Bo Ryan was already out as head coach. Probably good pull on the Fox and the Hound Badger, too. I just Googled it because I probably hadn't seen the Fox and the Hound since I was just crapping in diapers. It's, that is, like, spot on. The last one I remember is uh, Friar Tuck's a Badger in uh, in Robin Hood. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Friar Tuck, <laughs> Friar Tuck, our great uh, Raiders listener. Where have you been, brother? We got to hear from you, Friar Tuck. All right, so um, the game itself, Stephen Crowell came out, set the tone. The first points for the Badgers was a three-pointer uh, for Crowell. Uh, but then it was, you know, Chucky Hepburn with that awesome uh, bailout three-pointers, and then he also hit it right at you know halftime. That was cool. And then it was Tyler Wall who took over his fifth double-double of the year. 
as Wall. I mean, Wall has definitely elevated his game. Now it's the first game of the season against the South Dakota Coyotes. But I don't know. Wisconsin shot more of a 46% from three. So I think it. Before anything about the game, I did look up South Dakota because, like, when you're thinking of some of these early games, you're like, okay, it's South Dakota. This team isn't very good. And a lot of them are, you know, a lot of Dog Creek U-type teams that they're going to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Summit League, actually, once in a while, they'll turn out some good NCAA tournament teams like South Dakota State, Oral Roberts. Like, those teams are respectable, like, small division schools that are normally pretty solid. South Dakota actually picked to finish third between three different publications that I looked at. All three had them finishing third in the Summit League behind Oral Roberts and behind South Dakota State. Pretty much all of those publications had the top three, it was just flip-flopping Oral Roberts and South Dakota State, but every publication had South Dakota third. Uh, so we, they should be all right yeah. for that league. Hey, that that guy from New Zealand, that Cruz Perot Hunt, he was ba- dude, he was he balling was in the, the first half. Scoring for a while yeah, on the broadcast, they're like, uh, if anyone they're, else takes a shot yeah. besides Perot Hunt, there there needs to be a, a discussion. And what happens? Like two other guys took shots right away. Yeah, they're, but they're also <laughs> at like at that point, he's like. There has not been an assist in this game no, yet. Yeah, it was like almost every. And then, like, yeah, you're right. A second later, it's like, and there's your first assist of the game. Yeah, <laughs> that. I mean, he was fine, but they adjusted at halftime. Uh, Rowdy, I would say this was like a, a tale of two games. The first half, Wisconsin, in my opinion, did not look very. That was good. a feeling all yeah. process. First game of the season. The second half, they looked like they finally started coming into their own. Yeah. The jump shot started falling better. Like. If they weren't making three-pointers at the clip they were in the first half, they're probably losing. Well, were they even yeah. driving into the – were they even getting anything down low in the first half? It didn't really seem like From it. From time to time, but it was, they yeah, weren't it was consistently like a, doing it. It was disjointed it. offense for the first part of the I, first half. I but, will say this, though, about the entire game. I like that a ton of guys got minutes. Totally. Because outside of your top three players, where you have Chucky Hepburn, Tyler Wall, and uh, Stephen Crowell – there's a lot of unknowns on this team where it's like, okay, a couple of these guys have been there for two, three years now, but they haven't really ever played or they just transferred in and they've never played on this Wisconsin team or they're guys that are extremely young and didn't really play last year or the year before. Like there is a lot of unknowns on this team outside of the top three. So I really did like that. They did play pretty much everybody. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. If you're taking care of that barnyard task today, you'll have cloudy skies this morning, sunshine this afternoon, and 65 degrees. Tomorrow, we've got a good 50% chance of rain in the forecast by Thursday afternoon, but the daytime highs around 72. And then we cool down substantially. Friday, a high of 37. Saturday, a high of 35. And Sunday, a high of 34 degrees. Glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Uh, We are talking about Veterans Day, which is coming up this Friday. You know, for a lot of folks in the rural community, we really respect our veterans. Many in the rural community have served. And that's why we're visiting with Jeff Cradwell from Easter Seals of Wisconsin. He is the farm program coordinator trying to make sure that veterans and underserved farmers understand resources that are available to them. I'll have a conversation with Jeff 
Credowell about what Easter Seals of Wisconsin and their farm program can provide for you. Stick around. Today is the ninth day of November. Well, on this day, back in 1895, the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee was finally completed. It was designed by Otto Strack and built by brewing magnate Captain Frederick Pabst. It was one of the first all-electric theaters. It also featured air conditioning. They wrapped it up on this day back in 1895. On this day, in 1968... Wisconsin experienced an earthquake. It was one of the strongest earthquakes in the central United States. It measured 5.3 magnitude. There were press reports from La Crosse to Milwaukee, Port Washington, Portage, Prairie du Chien, and Sheboygan. Everybody said that they initially felt some of that shock. An earthquake in Wisconsin on this day back in 1968. On this day in 1996, Miller Park groundbreaking began. It was during a ceremonial groundbreaking for Milwaukee Brewers Miller Park, held on this day back in 1996. And now you know. Yes, sir, it is a Wiffles Wednesday as the harvest marches on across the state of Wisconsin. Our Wiffles representatives are out there kind of trying to guide us on the yield. Steve Quaddy, one of our district sales managers, is along with us. First thing I got to ask you, though, buddy, after all the crazy weather that we picked up, did you hear anything from anybody that concerned you? Uh, we knew that uh, some of this corn might have been a little brittle as far as stock quality. Any issues with the weather yet? No, Pam, I uh, have not heard of anything and haven't seen anything. And, yes, that was a concern going into the weekend. Um, we we welcomed the rain. Uh, we can always use that. And uh, gave us a nice little break from the harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The harvest has been moving at a pretty rapid clip. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing, what you're hearing. I mean, test weights, moistures, it's it's what everybody's talking about these days. Right. Uh, I think here in south central and southeast Wisconsin, we're about 50% complete on, on corn harvest. Um, yields have been ranging anywhere 180 to 230, depending. They kind of follow the summer rains. If you if we got uh, rain in June and July, obviously the yields are, are much better. Uh, some areas weren't quite as lucky uh, to get those, but, but overall the grain quality has been very good. Test weights have been good. Uh, it could always be drier uh, with the price of uh, uh, drying the corn this year is a little little more than what it has been in the past. So we'd always like it a little drier, but we didn't get a lot of heat units in September and August to really finish off uh, some of the fuller season corns. So in some areas, it's staying a little wetter than what we'd like, but we should be monitoring those stocks and, and, uh, if, if you think there's an issue out there going out and getting it, uh, getting that crop out of the field as soon as we can. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I think all of us understand that better to have it in, in the bin or harvested, even if it's a little on the wet side. Let's talk a little bit about what you've been seeing as far as your Wiffles hybrids are concerned, Steve. Uh, seen any interesting side-by-sides or getting any yield results that have piqued your interest? Yes. Uh, last week was a big week for some uh, just that, uh, side-by-sides and, and test plots. In the Edgerton area last week, uh, we were in a, uh, Wiffles was in a four-company, 36-entry uh, plot. Uh, we Wiffles had the top five numbers in that trial and eight of the top ten. And the real exciting part about that is, is four of those 
uh, top numbers were brand new genetics for us. Um, that's that's always exciting. Uh, in the DeForest area last week, we we had two side by sides with different companies and did extremely well in those. Uh, all across southern Wisconsin in the independent first trials, uh, which have locations in Janesville, Arlington, Monroe, Oregon, Watertown, um, we've been doing very well. Products like uh, 2656 and 3576 and uh, 5778, which are all uh, new products this year or were new last year, uh, we've been doing extremely well in those trials. And we have seven new hybrids uh, in the maturity zones that we're talking about here in southeast Wisconsin. And and all of them are performing very well. And, and that's always exciting. Again, Steve Quaddy along with us. He's a district sales manager with our friends from Wiffles. Remember, if you're looking for your corn-dedicated a family farm-owned company, then Wiffles is the place to begin. Talk to good people like Steve or any of our Wiffles folks that are in Wisconsin. Wiffles.com can get you started. And that, my friends, is our Wiffles Wednesday update with Steve Quaddy. Holiday season is upon us, and what better way to show off your creativity than taking those boring round rolls and creating fun, innovative shapes. Rhodes Bacon Serve invites you to participate in their Show Me Your Shape Roll Contest. To enter, submit a photo of a new shape for your dinner rolls, and you could take home a prize pack from Rhodes, including tickets to see Reba McIntyre. Entry deadline is November 18th. Full contest details can be found at MidwestFarmReport.com. Sometimes I just like to read the customer comments for Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew reminding you their retail location open Monday through Friday 9 until 5 at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg or always open at BavariaSausage.com. Listen to this customer comment. Just wanted to say thank you for the gift box. They're enjoying all the products and especially grateful that Bavaria Sausage could get their gift box to Alaska. That's right, folks. The fans for Bavaria Sausage Kitchen stretch far and wide because of its authentic flavors. And don't forget, as we get closer to the holidays, one surefire win is a gift card. Again, find out yourself, BavariaSausage.com. Take a look at their Facebook page and find out more about their authentic old world flavor and get ready to celebrate. Don't forget, fresh turkey still available, but order now. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Now remember, aside from midterm election influences on some of our markets today, we get another World Ag Supply Demand Report. We don't expect many surprises, but it's still something to keep an eye on. 
Right now in overnight trade, we've got December corn down a penny at 666. January soybeans are up two at 1448. December wheat's down a penny right now at 827. Dow Jones Industrial Average down about 150 points currently. Barrel cheese yesterday in Chicago was unchanged at 198.5. 40-pound black cheese dropped a half to 202.5, while AA butter on Tuesday dropped another 7 cents back down to 280 a pound. This morning, December fluid milk is down 4 at 20.93 a hundredweight. Coming up next, Friday is Veterans Day, and I want to make sure that you are aware of some great services we've got in Wisconsin to try to help veterans connect to agriculture, veteran farmers to be served, and those underserved that are struggling to stay in agriculture get help as well. Jeff Cradwell coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to selecting your seed corn partner, we know you've got a choice to make. At Wiffle's Hybrids, we've made a choice too. A choice to remain independent. A choice to remain farm family owned. A choice to stay American. So, when it's time for you to make your choice, make a statement. Plant your independence. Plant Wiffle's. You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere. Much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with a truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead, shop around, and compare that final cost. If the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe, jacking up the price on their Chevy trucks stop by bergstrom chevrolet where you never get charged over msrp are you lonely tired of looking for the one the one with industry leading stock and root strength well we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil your soil mate AgriGold has the perfect seed for your soil and the service that's perfect for your operation. Plan for next season with our extensive portfolio of unique hybrids and find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Sure she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Sometimes I don't think people realize what kind of support mechanisms are out there for farmers that may face physical challenges, uh, might have some uh, issues trying to continue to farm as they age and come in contact with medical challenges. Easter Seals of Wisconsin's got a farm program, and Jeff Cradwell is along with us. He's a rural rehab specialist that has been a part of this group part of this organization for a while. When did you get started with the Easter Seals side of the farm program, Jeff? Hi, Pam. I've been with the Easter Seals farm program for almost 16 years now. Yeah. And so you have seen a lot of different ways that the program has ebbed and flowed. Uh, Just remind people in general what the Easter Seals of Wisconsin farm program really at its core is all about. 
Yeah, you bet. Uh, Easter Seals Farm Program at its core is simply to help farmers who have a medical limitation or a disability um, to help them continue to farm with that limitation. You know, and I am fortunate enough to sit on the AgroAbility Board, which obviously works very closely with the Easter Seals Farm Program. And the stories are just amazing because like you point out, Jeff, it may be uh, a surprise accident. Something happened, a limb is lost or some uh, something is compromised, or it could just be the fact that we're getting older and our bodies change on us. You guys go out and really help evaluate the situation, don't you? Correct. Uh, we currently have about 400 farmers on our caseload. Um, those services for those farmers are very individualized, but often we do um, travel to the farm, meet with a farmer at their farm, um, see the work that they do, some of the challenges that they have, and then make recommendations for improving that or eliminating that barrier. Well, and as you can well imagine, folks, the 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 need far outweighs general funding available for these kinds of partnerships. Jeff, talk to me a little bit about the recent grant that was picked up by the farm program through the U.S. Department of Agriculture's 2501 program. It's designed to help work with underserved and veteran farmers. Tell me about this grant. Sure thing. Um, so the uh USDA's SDA 2501 grant is designed to help complement some of the services that we do. So within this grant, we want to increase our outreach to veteran farmers, as you mentioned, and historically underserved minority farmers regarding the agribility program that it is available, and then also be able to talk to them about available um, programs through USDA, whether it be NRCS um, conservation type programs or farm lending um, type programs um, to increase their ability to farm. Um, with that grant, we also want to increase their awareness of programs at the Wisconsin Farm Center as well as at the Farmer Veteran Coalition of Wisconsin. Yeah, you're kind of the umbrella guy. You just want to make sure everybody is aware of what's out there because honestly, Jeff, let's be truthful nobody's got a big pot of money to try to necessarily help. Correct, yes. Um, yeah, and that's why um, we have four four total agencies on this SDA program. Like I mentioned earlier, the Wisconsin Farm Center, the Farmer Veteran Coalition of Wisconsin, UW Extension Services, and then also at Easter Seals. So hopefully we can connect as many people as we can and just take advantage and help stretch those dollars that are given to us through this grant program. Well, and let's help them understand the scope of that work just a little bit more, Jeff. Folks, just stop and imagine a farmer that wasn't in an accident, uh, lost a limb, but it is their mainstay. Farming is their livelihood. Farming is their financial focus, and they still want to continue to farm. That is not an inexpensive proposition, Jeff, to try to assist those people. Walk us through how you try to get that conversation started or, or, or how you try to overcome that kind of a tremendous challenge. Yeah, that is a challenge, as you mentioned, to make a change on a farm, as all the farmers know, can be an expensive ordeal. Um, we, we spend a lot of our time uh, marketing and doing outreach like this to making farmers simply aware that there is help available. Um, and trying to engage that farmer to ask for that help. Um, often we try to make the enrollment process as simple as we can. They can do that with a five-minute phone call with our outreach person um, and then have that farm assessment or that meeting be just a one-on-one -on -one meeting um, at their farm. So it's simple. Um, 
that it's not uh, uh, not overwhelming to them, and then they're and they're in charge of it all. Meaning they can accept that help or or um, and in control of what changes or what happens on their farm. Mm-hmm. And obviously, along with anything that's as traumatic as a limb loss or something like that, it's not just about the physical needs, Jeff. You you folks also have a component that helps with the mental shock of what might have just happened. Yeah, we have try to have our services be all inclusive and we um rely on our partners as I mentioned earlier people at the Wisconsin Farm Center for example to help us in areas that we may not be the experts on um and really rely on um all persons that could help us within that within this program. I don't want you to necessarily pull out the sob rag, though, here, folks, because I've been fortunate to see some of the farmers that partner with people like Jeff Cradwell and the Easter Seals of Wisconsin Farm Program. And it's pretty amazing. They come up with a lot of their own solutions, too, Jeff, if you let them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Usually when I come to the farm, um, you know, they may have already taken care of, you know, some of the pressing (laughs) needs themselves. You know, they may have taken care of the the first three, four really pressing needs and have come up with some really imaginative um, ways to accomplish problems. And truthfully, I steal some of those ideas for the next (laughs) for the next uh, for the next time I run into it. Um, But, you know, as the farm is, you know, often there's a lot of things going on. And for the things that they struggle with, maybe we have some ideas on things that we've seen or done before that we can help them with. Yeah, exactly. If you're just joining us, this is Jeff Cradwell. He's our rural rehab specialist with Easter Seals of Wisconsin, specifically the farm program. That's there to be one of those resources that farmers and families can turn to if something has changed dramatically in the way you're operating the farm. As I said, a farm accident, something happened uh, physically to your body, or maybe it's as we age. You just can't do what you used to do as far as certain medical conditions. They are there to help you. Now, Jeff, how do you suggest that they get started on the process? How can they even find out more about the farm program? Sure thing. We do have a website at Easter Seals, Wisconsin. If they just simply Google Easter Seals, Wisconsin, it'll come up. Uh, The best way, really, we have an outreach specialist. Her name's Annie. Uh, Her phone number, area code 608-262-9336. To call AgriAbility, talk with Annie. It's a five-minute enrollment process. She can also spend time with you knowing if it's a good fit for you to enroll in our program or not. That's really the best and the simplest way to do it. Slick. Now, you mentioned 400 farmers right now, your current caseload, Jeff. So if I'm somebody that's thinking, hey, I could really use some assistance, what? tell me a little bit about the turnaround. I know because I'm on the AgriAbility Board, I know you don't have a lot of people to spread that kind of workload over. Yeah, if uh, for, uh, for a farm visit, we really can make that farm visit within the week or two um, of the call and sooner if, if absolutely needed. Um, um, it's not a long wait period for us to make that visit um, at all. So Great program. Wonderful resources. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Cradwell is the Eastern.